time, folks. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends at the Long Box Crusade and almost by Hostess Cupcakes. I'm your host, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, and joining me as always is the Watson to my Sherlock, Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Cristados. How are you feeling today, Pat? I am feeling good. I think I may have drinking some different kind of poison, but I think it's going to work through my system and I'll be okay. <laughs> good, 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 good. Uh, also joining me is the Mycroft to my Sherlock, my older, wiser brother, Jason, the Weasel Skull, Albrecht. And how are you tonight, Jason? We're at the De- De- Diogenes Club. Shh. <laughs> Was that in this episode or are you tipping hands for future episodes? <laughs> I don't know. It's just what came to me. I'm doing great. I'm ready to talk Sherlock. Let's do Because that does appear in one of these TV episodes. I can't remember. It's not on this one. It's all on in the future. I, say, I don't. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> it's, ooh, you did a deep cut there, Jason. <laughs> oh my goodness! That, that's for the true fans out that there. That is for the truest of the true fans, right there. I tell you what. I tell you what. I wish someone would tell us what Saturday Matinee Theater is all about. Saturday Matinee Theater is a retro review, sometimes index show. Brought to you by the Longbox Crusade, where we will be taking you back to the past with some potentially overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movie serials, or films. Basically, if it's vintage and it's kind of forgotten, we're going to dig it up. We've got some plans for down the road, but for the first stretch of Saturday Matinee Theater, we will be covering all 39 episodes of the 1954 television series Sherlock Holmes, which was produced by Sheldon Reynolds. It starred... Ronald Howard as Sherlock Holmes, and H. Marion Crawford as Dr. Watson. So take off your deer stalker cap, light up your pipe, get cozy by the fireplace, and let the soothing sounds of the violin music of Mr. Sherlock Holmes whisk you away into the past. Those are some soothing sounds. That's Pat Sampson actually playing the violin there, folks. That's not a sound clip that he went and got. That's that's it Pat's is. violin. Very, I am very talented. You are talented. I like how you faded out I'm, just as I started talking. It's like, man, you got skills. Mm-hmm. I'm working on well, a folks, new album called The Sweet <laughs> Silent Sounds of Violin Sounds of Christatos. Violin, put me down for two copies of The Violin Sounds of Christatos. All right, folks, today's episode is episode two from the series, and it was titled The Case of Lady Burl. Its original air date was the 25th of October, 1954. It was directed by Jack Gage, written by Sheldon Reynolds. The guest stars in this episode, we see Archie Duncan returning as Inspector Lestrade, Paulette Goddard as Lady Beryl, Peter Copley as Lord Beryl, Duncan Elliott as Ross, and K. Richard Lark as Bobby. Uh, he's he's known as Wilkins in the show, and w- he'll be popping back up in further episodes as well. Hmm. Would anybody be interested in a plot summary? Well, I'm going to do it anyway. Okay, spoiler warning, folks. If you listen to the show before, you know how this works. If this is the first time, basically I'm going to do a plot summary, and that's going to have spoilers in it because we have to move the plot along. What I try to do is leave out how Holmes figures things out. So, yes, you'll have some of the plot, but we'll leave out how Holmes deduced it so you can still have fun watching that portion of things. So here we go with Case of Lady Burl. 
begins with an irate Watson going to give Inspector Lestrade a piece of his mind. Apparently, the newspaper account of last episode's Cunningham case gave credit for solving the case to Lestrade and not to Holmes. While Lestrade plays Watson like a fiddle, same way Pat Sampson plays the fiddle, it comes mm-hmm. to light. <laughs> While Lestrade plays can, Watson can you like hear a that? fiddle. That's like the, small, I, the world's smallest fiddle smallest, playing <laughs> for play you right small. now. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. I'll put this cart back on the rails. While Lestrade plays Watson like a fiddle, it comes to light that there has been a murder at the Beryl estate. Lord Beryl is an important diplomat in the foreign office, so this case takes precedent. Lestrade and Watson head to the Beryl home and send Officer Wilkins to collect Sherlock. Wilkins heads to 221B Baker Street, relays the message, and then gets immediately engrossed in assisting Holmes in some experiments with poisons. Meanwhile, at the Barrel home, Lestrade and Watson discover that a man named Carl Overstein has been murdered and that Lady Beryl has confessed to the murder. Open and shut, right? Well, Watson and Lestrade return to Baker Street to inform Holmes of what they learned about Overstein's death and the confession of Lady Beryl, only to have Holmes immediately tell them that Lady Beryl is lying. She is no murderer. Our usual trio of Holmes, Watson, and Lestrade head to the police station and present the evidence that frees Lady Beryl, but she still will not reveal why she took the heat on the murder. The crime fighters then return to the Beryl home, where Holmes examines the crime scene, does some sleuthing, and then reveals the real killer of Carl Overstein, who wasn't a very good person anyway. That's the summary. Yeah. That's the summary of the episode. Let's run our highs and lows on it, and let's kick off with the Weasel Skull, my brother Jason. What do you think on this episode? Well, this was another one. uh, This is our second one now, and I I really like this one as well. I think the cases were kind of similar. You kind of had the damsel in distress feel. Uh, So so that part was, was a little bit the same as the first one. But what I really liked was the chemistry between all of the actors. As you indicated at the beginning, you have Watson going to confront Lestrade because because, um, you know, Lestrade's taking credit in the papers for solving the cases that, that uh, mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes is act- actually solving. And then you have Sherlock Holmes who really couldn't care less. You know, he's kind of, he's almost like a child, like in, in, in a world of his own. And as he's going through his, you know, mixing his potions and everything. And Holmes is almost like disinterested in this case to begin with. And I, I, I really enjoyed how... He gets involved, and and that one scene in particular when he's running the experiments, and and Wilkins the the Bobby ends up going, you know, who's supposed to collect him ends up like getting sucked into his world. It's just <laughs> yeah. like anybody that comes in there gets sucked into this world of homes, and and we do too as the yeah. as the audience, and we're fascinated by what he's doing. And then you have off to the side, you have Illustrate and and. And Watson talking about the case, and they're going back and forth. And Holmes is doing his own thing, and then he makes an off comment. He's like, "Huh, I wonder why she was lying," and just and then goes about his business. And they almost don't catch it, and they they're, they they keep talking for a minute. And then Watson's like, "Wait a minute, what what did you just say?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, she's obviously lying." And he's like, "Obvious to whom?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> And then Holmes almost has to like come back. Like it's almost like painful for him to leave his experiment and go back and like, okay, let me explain to these fools what you know what's going on. And so that's how he gets you know he gets roped into that case. And and it's kind of funny too. Like the other little the little thing that I liked was uh, as they're leaving, 
like Holmes is now focused on the case, so he abandons the experiment altogether. So he has yeah. all these poisons and fires going and everything and and Watson's, you know, the you know, the true the true buddy, you know, stays behind to make sure everything's turned off and safe and everything. And and so that's that's kinda cool and kinda kinda touching and, and, and humorous in a way. So yeah, and then I I like, you know, when they go to the scene of the crime and Holmes is walking through, you know, all the details and and basically he sends he sends uh he sends the police away on a snipe hunt to, you know, like just go look in the garden for you know and and well I don't want to spoil it for the viewers but there is something in the garden and Holmes knows it's out there yeah, but he doesn't tell the inspector what it is and he's like well, what am I looking for he's like anything that doesn't belong in the garden you know basically to <laughs> to get the popo out of there so he can you know, yeah he actually says something like oh that should take care of him for the next yeah. forty minutes or so yeah, yeah it's like yeah. Oh, I got rid of him and so it's yeah it's it's really funny. I mean, it's really clever. It's again, it has all the elements that I love from the Sherlock Holmes books, and I really enjoy the portrayal that the actors give for Holmes and Watson and Lestrade. These are all obviously top-notch actors and top-notch writing. Again, it's a pithy thirty minutes, you know, and it feels like just the right amount of time. It's it's just a lot of fun. I'm a big fan of the Sherlock series on BBC, but I, I enjoy I've really enjoyed this kind of, you know, look back into the nineteen fifties and and a different betrayal of Sherlock Holmes, where he's not so much like a, you know, a, a narcissistic know it all. He's he's almost He's almost like a child in a way, that like a gifted child that's kind of in a world of his own, and and that's kind of fun to see. So anyway, those those are my comments. I'll turn it over to Pat and see what he has to add. Oh, well, thanks, Jason. And I do agree with you. You've made a good comment there about how the actors, the main actors with Holmes, Watson, Lestrade, kind of meld together now. You can see that their chemistry together is, is really working and they play off each other very well. Um, and you can kind of tell the opposite of that with the people that come in as, I don't want to call them extras, but the, you know, the case. Like the other guest the, stars. Yeah, right? the other guest stars for the week or whatever that come in and they're kind of trying to play their role, but they just don't have that kind of chemistry that those the three have right now. And uh, even though it was just a second episode, you can really tell that they're, they're kind of really coming together. And I like that. I just, yeah. Uh, it's like, they're, it's like they're having fun. Like Holmes yeah. and Watson Lestrade are having fun and the guest stars are coming in and like taking it like a serious role. Yeah. And yeah. that, that almost accentuates the fun of the other three even more. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is a cool, you, you bring yeah. up a great point. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was a good point that Jason was kind of bringing. I'm, I'm excited to go on to the next episode again to see more of that build. And, you know, especially with, I didn't, I didn't even catch the guy's name. Uh, Wilkin, was, who was the Wilkins? Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the police officer. He's funny too. <laughs> <laughs> He's awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and for him coming up more, I, I didn't know he was going to show up more. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So that's very cool. Just a few, uh, some of my notes and Jason already did some of them all already, which is going to happen in this, you know, half an hour show, not even half an hour. I would say from beginning to end, a little over 20 minutes at, at the most, which is good. And that's what I like too about these is these are really short bite size homes, you know, mystery, mm-hmm. mystery, mm-hmm. uh, shows. 
that I like. You know, you dip you in have, and dip out. And, yeah, yeah, really yeah. You can. They're not. It, it grabs you from beginning to end, and it's yeah. just not not too long. It's it's perfect length. Yeah, I think they're do. I think they're doing a good job with the first one and the second one. Uh, the second one, you're you're more into the mystery, but also you got more uh, of what's going on with Holmes and what he does when Watson's not there and just all that going on, I, I think is very interesting as well. Some of my quick notes here. I like how Watson was really mad and going after Lestrade and then Lestrade's able to kind of play him off. <laughs> yeah, he did a good job. <laughs> yeah. So you, get, you got that, you know, big fish eats little fish, eats little fish, eats big, you know, that kind of uh, <laughs> eats smaller fish. So you have Lestrade playing Watson, Holmes playing Lestrade. It's just that kind of a circle. And, you know, Watson, he gets his in when he can, too. So I, I like that aspect of this show. Uh, looking at my notes here, this good old Holmes always experimenting. Very <laughs> awful <laughs> 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 about that. <laughs> just a couple. <laughs> always uh, time for tea. He's making all these chemicals and, and he's got all these Bunsen burners and different bu- things going around on his chemistry table there and that he's making tea. <laughs> and then he's like, the Wilkins walks in, the police officer walks in and he's like, hey, you want some tea? <laughs> oh, yeah, and sure. The, I'll take some tea. It, yeah. The jar of tea was sitting right next to the jar of poison. 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 <laughs> There's like, you know, he had like three different kinds of poison and then the tea <laughs> on the same shelf. I like when then then they cut away and then they come back after he offers uh, Wilkinson's the Wilkinson the tea. He come they come back and they show him now he's got his jacket off, he's got his hat off, and you know he's just helping Holmes out like he's part of the crew now and just having fun with him. Like, man, don't you got a job to do? <laughs> Going to the to the murder well, when Watson and Lestrade come back and they're like, "Hey, where you guys been? We we, t- we you know we came to we told you to come and get home or come to get homes and bring them back, and here you guys are just you know you know playing around with your easy bake oven here. <laughs> What's going on?" And uh, Holmes asks, "Well, was there a murder?" And Watson says, "No, no mystery, no mystery to it." I kind of like that kind of kind of foreshadowing or just how he played that off. That's when you have Watson kind of slow to catch on to Holmes saying that about Lady Lady Burl that she lied. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another good line that I like that Holmes says uh, when they go to kind of interrogate Lady Bird Burl. I call her Bird. I don't know why I'm calling her Bird. <laughs> Lady Bird. Lady Bird Johnson. <laughs> yeah. But uh, when they go to kind of interrogate her or just talk to her before they let her go up from the prison, Holmes, you know, just kind of staring at her as she's kind of answering some questions from Lestrade. And then the last thing he says to her is, and I think this is a really good line, is it's human beings lie to gain, cover, or to protect. That's a really cool line. I like mm-hmm. that, too. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's that stood out to me. And I'm like, yeah, that does. That really makes sense. I think I'll use that the next time I'm looking at somebody. I'll just stare them down and go, my kid's looking at me, and you know they're trying to tell me that they didn't do something. <laughs> hey, human beings lie to either gain, cover, or protect. Which one are you? Which one are you right now? <laughs> are you gaining, covering, or protecting? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I like how Holmes gets rid of Lestrade again, like Jason mentioned. <laughs> Yeah. And it gives them on that wild goose chase. Hey, go to the 30 feet around and whatever. You'll f- see if you can find something that doesn't you know, f- show up in the garden or something. <laughs> and then um, always, I like how it always ends with Watson kind of saving the day again. 
where he trips who's a the overstein carl overstein when he trips him trying to get away and again watson saves the day from him getting running out and trips him all right no well it's not carl overstein because he's dead oh yeah he's, right. <laughs> he's the guy that got killed it's the real culprit who i didn't name in the scene ah, okay oh i can't remember that guy's name now but so if you watch it which you should You'll see that. And I really like how they have Watson. You know, he continues. Even though Holmes solves the mystery, Watson is, the, again, the physical guy, yeah. which is very cool. So that's my thoughts. Jared, how about you? Uh, I'm going to add two very small thoughts to you guys and then two pieces of trivia for this episode. Uh, my two small thoughts are, I, I, and you guys might have mentioned this too, I really like the way that they there was continuity that they mentioned the last case. The last episode into this episode, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought that was kind of neat because you know at this time in, in filmmaking or t- television making, uh, a lot of things are very episodic and they can kind of be watched on their own. I thought that was neat how I had to lean in, and I just want to echo how much I like Wilkins just absolutely getting absolved <laughs> into, into the Holmes world. He spent like all day just hanging out playing with Holmes in his in his laboratory set. I think that's hilarious. I, uh, I think two- he. Oh, sorry to interrupt, but I think he actually when they told him that when Lestrade told him he could go. He was like feeling kind of bad. Yeah, he's like he even asked, like, "Do you mind if I come back again, Mister Holmes?" And <laughs> my two bits of trivia run around uh, the guest stars for this episode. Lady Burl was played by Paulette Goddard, and Paulette Goddard was actually a fairly famous actress from the 1940s. She worked all the way into like this late 60s, into the 70s. But in 1944, she was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress in a movie called So Proudly We Hail. So, you know, what I thought was neat was like when they introduced her, they really panned in on her slow mm-hmm. and real deliberately. And I th- and that's what kind of got me thinking. I was like, is she like someone important at this time? Because they really took their time with that shot. And sure enough, she's an Academy Award nominee. So she was kind of big stuff. That's pretty cool. Then. Oh, and the other one that you may find interesting is I was I always look up on like IMDb who the guest stars were to kind of see if they did anything else interesting. The other one that jumped out at me was Peter Copley who played Lord Beryl. Okay, so I go into IMDb and I type in Peter Copley and I click it. And the first movie that comes up because you know they, they put like you know best known for and they have the little pictures of the movies at the top. The first one that came up was Kingdom of Heaven, which was what two thousand and four. You know that. Yeah. It was the one with um, um, Orlando Bloom, the Crusade movie with him and Liam Neeson. Yeah, I just watched that not too long ago. Uh, as did I. And I thought I must have typed misspelled the name or whatever. Nope. That dude lived a long time. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> Yeah, and he played a uh, he played a small role like it was it was I think the name of his role in that movie was like the elderly pilgrim or something like that. But uh, he worked all the way up until wow. Kingdom of Heaven. And I remember this was the, we're seeing him and he's looking like he's in his forties here in like yeah, um, nineteen fifty four. You know, so he hung in there. Wow, good uh, for him. He, yeah, he's. Yeah, he did a lot of work, nothing huge, but some stuff here and there. And I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I must have misspelled. But nope, same guy that played Lord Barrel in this show was in Kingdom of Heaven many years later. So those are my two bits of trivia for you for the show. Do either of you have any reattacks before we throw in with our rankings? I do not. I don't either. Well, I, I think we covered it pretty well. 
Well, all right, then we will go into our rankings. We have a one to five scale. Uh, we have five very nice, very clean, very antique looking pipes in front of us. How many pipes are we going to award this episode? One pipe mean, eh, I didn't like it. Two was just okay. Three is good. Four is very good. And five is it tickled my tummy feathers. Oh, yeah, that's another show. Uh, <laughs> five is I absolutely loved this episode. So one to five scale, Jason, what did you think? I'm thinking I, I'm going to give this one a four. I think that it, it it's still in the very good range for me. It really built off of the, the first episode really well. And it kind of carried more of the relationship of Holmes, Watson and, and Lestrade. And, and uh, yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say four pipes for me. Well, that's a good uh, that's a good, a good solid four from Jason. That's two fours in a row for Jason on this show. Pat, what do you think? Well, I'm going to give this. I wrote down a three. Oh, tap. Tap yeah. Samson's back. You know, I, I liked it. but Moriarty uh, in the house. Yeah. You know. <laughs> the game is afoot. I'm looking for that special episode now. You know, the, okay. The well, I mean, three three yeah. is good. Three, so, it's I good. Mean, I, I enjoyed it. I was a very good. Eh, the mystery, maybe not so much. I like the chemistry that's going on. So I, I'm looking for that good balance between a really good mystery and a really good chemistry between the characters. So that's what I'm looking for right now. Okay, so you stepped it down to a three from last episode. Mm-hmm. I person I personally am going to go with uh, with my brother on this one. I think it was still a four. Okay. I like the continuity from the previous episode. I love the introduction of Wilkins. And I liked what Jason mentioned, too, about how at the end of solving the case, Holmes' brain went back to his chemistry set and he was like oh my gosh i left the, the bunsen burner on and <laughs> and watson was like no no I, I already fixed it you know it was fun was it as strong of a four as the last episode no the last one still had a little more charm for me but i really still feel like this one fell into the four and and that's where i think i lowered it down because of that charm and that's fine you got you got room to play yeah. Yeah, I can see where you're going with that. I mean, to me, it was like there was there was enough new stuff for me to give to give it a four. But basically, the mystery and everything's kind of the same thing. So yeah. I was like, so you know, I, you have I, a I longer time. Saying. Yeah, you have a longer time now to do the mystery as well, too. So, and and um, I'm sure we will find that what I'm looking for. I'm hoping we do. I'm sure we will. Hey man, if you find a TV show that solidly gets fours and threes, it's still a good show. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. We're definitely doing good here. Now let's go into a segment called Letters to Baker Street. We're going to kick this off by doing our shares, likes, and retweets. All the folks out there that took the time to like and share our last episode on Twitter or Facebook. And here are the fine folks that did that. First up, we have Tim Drake Podcast at ELTD Podcast. That's Everybody Loves a Drake. Thank you. And then we have the Strand Magazine at Strand Mag. Thanks, Strand. Hey, man, wasn't Strand Magazine the original publisher of the Sherlock Holmes stories? I believe it might have been, yes. That's cool. All right. Uh, then we got our very favorite colorist and logo designer, Ken Solo. We love you, Ken. Thanks for, uh, thanks for giving us the boost. And then we have Tim Price. Thanks, Tim. And as our good friend the dark web would say, getting high off own supply is Weasel Skull at Weasel Skull. <laughs> then we have Mark Jones. Me and Mark Jones. La, 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 la. We got a thing going on. 
We really don't, but we appreciate the help, Mark. And then we got Kurt Spencer, Big Five Army. Thank you, Kurt. Then our good friend at Coffee and Comics blog. Thanks, Coffee and Comics. Uh, We got some guy named Christatos. That sounds mysterious. At Christatos01. Then we got Chris at BTO and Bat Books. (laughs) Thank you, Chris. Down the highway. Oh my goodness, we got some love from our podcasting buddy Van Allen Plexico at Van Allen Plexico. And he just came out with a new novel. I'm going to plug it. It's called Vegas Heist. It's really good. Available on Amazon and Kindle. Vegas Heist by Van Allen Plexico. Check that out. Thank you, Van. Then we have our other favorite podcast out there is On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Check That's that a out. Good one. It's a good one. And then we have my brother from my actual mother, Jared Albrecht, a.k.a. the young. Yard sale artist. And then we have my brother from another mother, Delvin the Dark Web Felix Leiter. We love you, Delvin. Then we got Clinton Robinson. Thank you, Clinton. And then our good friend, Ruth Sutherland. Thanks, Ruth. And then we got Smoking Joe Crawford. Mike Peacock. Thanks, Mike. Always proud. And then we have our good friend, Jerry Green. Thanks, Jerry. And then we have Peanuts creator, Chuck Schultz. Wait, it's David, David Schultz. My bad. Anyway, we appreciate it, David. Then we have always keeping it straight and narrow, Michael Lane. Keeping it in the lane. (laughs) Stay in your lane. The same lane. (laughs) And then we have Al Sedano. Thanks for listening, Al. And we're going to wrap this one up with Alan W. Wright. It's Mr. Wright. Thanks to all those folks who gave us likes, shares, and we we tweets. (laughs) (laughs) And we have Elmer Fudd hosting this evening. Thank you, Elmer. (laughs) Who likes the we (laughs) tweets? We're not going to find uh, bigger audiences without you folks doing that, so we do really appreciate it. Guys, you want to cherry pick some comments from the show? Pat, what kind of comments we got this week? Why don't you pick one for us? All right. Well, I'm just going to start off with from our friend at Professor Frenzy, and he says, Terrific show, guys. I look forward to seeing the show on YouTube and following along with your podcast. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Professor Frenzy. And, and like we said to everybody else out there, if you dig the show and we've got your interest peaked, then yeah, the next one up is what? The case of the Pennsylvania gun, or I believe that's what it is. Go watch it on YouTube. They've got them all. And jump back with us like Professor Frenzy's doing. Yeah, he's got a few other comments down here. I don't know if you guys want to, if you want yeah, to you got, Yeah, he kind of, we kind of carried on a, a conversation with him. Yep, a couple different places. So, yeah, yeah. I like this one. I'm going to, I'm going to take okay. this one here. Uh, another one from Professor Frenzy. He says, uh, just watch the first episode, The Case of the Cunningham Heritage, story efficiently told. How did they get all that into 27 minutes? And I'm just going to say, we feel the same way. It's uh, like like we've, we said, it's a great show, perfect amount of time. Yeah, I don't know how they did it, but 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 they do. That's a lot of fun. But thanks for the comments, Professor Frenzy. Um, I'll pick one out here from uh, Alan W. Wright, who asked, are, are those the ones that feature Archie Duncan as Lestrade? Or I could just go listen and find out. Well, we do appreciate you listening, Alan. Uh, but yeah, these are the ones that have Archie Duncan as Lestrade. Uh, he was also in uh, one of the bigger Robin Hood films back in the day. But you're absolutely right. Archie Duncan is a great uh, character actor. He does a good job on the show. Then we got another comment from Aaron Head Moss, and he says, another great show. Thank you, Aaron. We appreciate that. Yeah, you guys should uh, totally check out his uh, podcast over the Headcast Network. He does good stuff. It looks like finally we got an old friend of our show, uh, multiple shows, is Ruth Sutherland. And Ruth said, oh, wow. At first, oh, yeah, basically Rad Adventures, Ruth and Darren. And I'm not sure whose voice to read it in, so I'll just read it in mine. Uh, (laughs) They said, oh, wow. We really need Delvin here. Yeah, we do. We need Delvin to do that, but. 
They said, oh, wow. At first I thought you were talking about the Basil Rathbone movies, but then I saw it's the Ronald Howard series. Terrific. I'm looking forward in looking forward to listening and it was actually signed darren but you know whatever they're inseparable those two and you know that's high praise indeed because they do a, a podcast called super sleuths i believe mm-hmm. and uh so you know if they're liking it then then man that's a-okay with me thanks to everybody who wrote in thanks for those retweets those boosts we can do it without you and we love talking with you that's it for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. Now, as a reminder, all these episodes are out of copyright, so they're available on YouTube. You can watch along with us. And uh, I will give you a heads up on what the next episode will be as we finish our wrap-up here. So if you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, check out The Long Box Crusade. Pat, what do you know about The Long Box Crusade? Well, Jared, I know we have a Twitter and a Facebook page, and that's at Long Box Crusade on either Twitter or on Facebook. Excellent. Well, what if they want to email us? Oh, well, they can also email us at contact at Longbox Crusade. Wow, all kinds of ways to get in touch with us. You bet, Jerry. Now- <laughs> We're so peppy. If you want to hear, if you want to hear us trek through all the James Bond films, check out Honor Majesty's Secret podcast on Twitter. That's at o h m s p o d, or you can email us at o h m s p o d at outlook.com. Definitely check that out. It's uh, we're at secretpodcast.podbean.com, or you can find us on iTunes and now on Google Play. Thanks to yeah. Pat. So. Come check out on our Majesty's Secret podcast. It's another fun show that we do. And if you'd like to chat with us personally, we can be found at various locations on the Internet. Uh, Pat, where can they find you? Well, Jared, you can find me. I'm at at Christatos01 on the Twitter. And if you're having some fun, you can please join me on Candy Crush Saga. I'm Christatos there, too, so look me up. Otherwise, if you're not the kind of game player that is for Candy Crush, you can also find me on Heyday. And my farm name is Cristados Farm. Come and play with me. <laughs> Borderline terrifying. <laughs> right, yeah, this is, yeah, we went, we we crossed the border on that one. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, where can they find you? Well, you can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter. I'm uh, on there a little bit, and uh, I'm also uh, Jason Albrecht. That's A L B E R I C H. Think I'll be rich on Facebook and Instagram. Excellent. And you guys can always find me on Twitter at Yard Sale Artist or on Facebook at Yard Sale Artist. You can also check out my comic book, Hamilton vs. Burr, A Werewolf Tale. You can check that out on Kindle. It's available. It's affordable. Why wouldn't you do it? You can elementary. Also buy it it's elementary, my dear Watson. <laughs> Why wouldn't you buy you this also- book? <laughs> you could also buy it on eBay. Again, that's Hamilton versus Burr, a werewolf tale, and all the on ten percent of the eBay sales goes to support the Christopher Reeve Paralysis Foundation. Read a good comic, do a good deed. Well, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next episode. Which, once again, you can find all these if you want to watch them beforehand, and then come do the episode with us on the podcast. They're all on YouTube. The next episode, as I promised you, is called "The Case of the Pennsylvania Gun." The case of the Pennsylvania gun. So sounds ominous, doesn't it? Though, be sure to go check that out, and then come uh, come give the podcast a listen alongside of us and send us your questions or comments or anything like that. We'd love to interact with you. So check out the case of the Pennsylvania gun at YouTube and come see us. And what's our meetup location? Well, two twenty one B Baker Street, of course. Catch you next time. Of chip chip cheerio. Yeah.